Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 228. Tonight, Matt and Doug catch up after a couple weeks away. They talk about guitars and hardware, broken studio monitors, vacations, and the fact that for the first time in the history of Indie Music Podcast, a week of episodes was missed. Enjoy the show. Hey. Hey. How's it going, man? It's going good. Long time. <laughs> it really feels like a long time. Has it been my a long, long time? My long-lost podcast partner. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. I know. We took a break there. I had a vacation and you had some studio woes and damn. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> Even though we chit chatted on Slack and whatever, it still feels like ages. We uh, missed an episode. We did. It was the first time in uh, our, you know, year and a half history. We missed a week. We did. I haven't quite recovered from that yet. It's just, <laughs> I've been asleep, you know, laying awake at night, no sleep. <laughs> when I went to edit that one uh, episode over the weekend, I was like, how do I do this again? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, after a week tooling around LA, it's like, how do I use a computer again? Not really, but. Yeah. I was scrambling to get everything back together. We had uh, flooding in our area. Yeah, I saw the picture in your backyard. It was like right up, you know, up in your, it was up in your business. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and uh, we stayed dry, though, but as a precaution, everything got taken down and moved to higher ground. And that meant completely setting back. Maybe it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's a really big deal with all the cabling and everything. Well, yeah, because your studio is in the basement, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't have basements out here, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but you had storms too. I mean, like you said that there was like the power outages and stuff. Yeah. Was that we, the same week, day, um, same yeah. event? Yep. Yeah. That was, that was the series of storms for a few days uh, that we had. And, uh, the, the previous and the, we're near a stream and the record on that stream was about like 13 feet, eight inches in depth. And we hit like, like 15 Ooh. feet, six inches or something like that. Well, that's a big deal. Yeah. We had six inches of rain in like an hour oh, or something like man. that. Yeah. It was crazy. That is crazy. That's like unheard Tornadoes right and everything. And power outages. And now you're not exaggerating. You mean real tornadoes. Real tornadoes. Yep. That's why we have basements. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have what do you have? Space. You have, what, what's it called? Caliche? Well, we have earthquakes and the we have pack. fires. Yeah. Oh, the the ground? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's clay. It's like yep. <laughs> you don't want to be trying to plant anything during the summer because you need a, a pickaxe or a backhoe or something. You got to wait for the ground to be wet. So my, um, the only casualties, uh, my desktop monitors have bit the dust. and that I know. I'm so sad about that. As my kids would say, RIP your monitors. Yeah. But you, you tried though, right? I mean, you replaced, yeah, you checked I, I may fuses, not be done yet. The They're turning more into, hey, let's learn about how <laughs> powered monitors work kind of yeah. thing. So, um, but I'm really not good when I get down into like the small individual component levels of electronics. That's really 
something yeah, I've same never here. I can replace with. a fuse and I can like unsolder something if it's clear that it got blown out. But yeah, I mean, if somebody points to it and goes, that's what's bad, then <laughs> I'm good. But trying to diagnose those things, yeah. um, I don't have that. Do you have a I, I good like repair to, shop be, nearby you can take it to and say, hey? I don't think so. Those sort of went by the wayside for some reason, like decades ago. Yeah, it's a lost art. Yeah. I think, you know, electronics are largely considered to be disposable. Right. That's too bad. But other than that, everything's in good shape. And uh, a little bit of an improvement in my podcast setup. And oh, yeah. Cause you had, because you had to take it all away, you had the opportunity to reconsider how you're going to put it all back. So yeah. I know you, which remounted it's, it's your, actually a little, it's different now. And you remounted your microphone for sure. I did. It's on this, it's coming down from the ceiling. It is super trick. That's so cool. I want to do the, uh, <laughs> are you ready to rumble yeah. thing? I want to, I want to suspend mine from the ceiling with a, I don't know, like a recoil cord that I can just pull it down. <laughs> That's neat. Cause I can move it around. I can grab it and move it around. I mean, it's a, using it the way that it's supposed to be used. Yeah. And it's not in the way of my monitor anymore, which is nice. So now I get to sit here and I can actually see my voice recording waveform. Yeah, I didn't know you had that problem before. Yeah, it was right in the middle of my monitor when I was uh, recording. So. Speaking of microphones, I didn't even mention it. And I, now I forget which episode it was. A recent episode, I actually switched it up and used my Slate microphone to record instead of my Lewitt. Yeah. And I kept meaning to mention it to see if you could tell a difference. And now I... I, know, I didn't I catch what it. episode it was. I did not catch <laughs> it. It's hard to tell when we're conversing on Zoom, you know? Right. I mean, I had to go back and listen afterward, but I, I was listening more for audio vocal mess ups and things like that. Sure. The initial few seconds of, hey, how's that sound? And then listening right. for any background problems and things like that, you know? But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch it. Well, that's yeah. cool. Which, uh, which mic? I don't know what you actually call those, like module or whatever. Did you use? Uh, I believe I used the Sony 800. It's like a, a, a modern reproduction of a vintage Sony. I think it, it added a nice fatness. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That may have gotten all washed out in, pre, in my post because I kind of process everything a certain way in post. So maybe it didn't make a difference at all. But <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was fun to try out, though. Let's see. <sighs> oh, so, but, you know, speaking of changes, you have, uh, you have a new guitar on the way. I do. It's going to be here tomorrow. It's not a finished guitar. It's, it's just a body and neck. It's a, a neck through, and it's completely unfinished, no hardware or anything. Um, it is coming with a neck on it. It's a, it's a headless guitar, and it's basically, it's kind of a Strandberg copy. Are you going to call it Ichabod? I don't know what I'm going to call it, <laughs> but it's not going to be Ichabod. Okay. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, and so I'm going to build this thing. I think probably I have not made the decision yet, but I, I'm probably going to take the neck off or not the neck off, but the fingerboard off the neck mm. um, because right now it, it's a uh, what 24 and three quarter to 25 and a half multi-scale. Okay. Which is 24 and three quarter. That's basically a Gibson on the high string to a Fender on the, uh, on the low string. Yeah. Um, and I think I want to go something more like maybe 25 and a half on the high string to 26 and a half and get a little bit more 
um, low end range on it. Hmm. Interesting. Something like that. But yeah, it's multi scale fan fret and fan it fret. also has a uh, cool. a nut on it right now. And I'm kind of want to do a zero fret. And so that's another reason to take the fingerboard off because I, I may end up redoing that. Do a zero fret with just a nut behind that for string alignment. And, huh. uh, but yeah, I'll have the whole thing to, to build out over time and figure out what pickups, what bridge system. I'm not going to do a trim on this one. It's going to be a, a hardtail. Yeah. And the, the tuning bridge is, it's going to be a tuning bridge because it's headless. And, right. Right. Uh, there's a lot of different ones out there and of different qualities. So I want to spend some time finding out what I want. I may actually just order hardware from Strandberg. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, maybe, or, you know, I'm sure there's copies of that. There is it's uh, they're all in the same price range. So yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. And the cheap stuff, you get what you pay for. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And the bridge and intonation and tuning problems and things like that. I don't want to mess around too much in that area. So I'm trying to find a good deal, but I want to make sure it's, you know, a really good piece of hardware. Yeah. And actually, you have probably, an idea oh, it's a seven string too, by the way. Oh, wow. Do you have an idea what you're going to do for pickups? I was going to ask you that. I, well, my inclination is to go with, oh, is to go with, what's, what are they called? Seymour Duncans? <laughs> no. Um, they'll be like the active pickups and I can't think of the name of them right now. Not EMGs. Shall I Google? Lace? No, not <laughs> EMGs, but uh, let's see. Not Seymour Duncan, not EMGs. What's that guy's um, name? Well, uh, Greg Koch uses them. Yeah, you better look it up. I am. <laughs> Fishman. Fishman Fluence. Oh, see, I don't know those. So that's uh, maybe something like that. I'm not sure which model. They've got the classics and they've got moderns. And i just been doing a bunch of uh, like listening, mostly YouTube videos get on the headphones and stuff like that to try and get an idea of, of tones and try to find guitar players that are playing in the styles that I kind of like, you know, and, and hear what, what those pickups sound like in some of these tests though, the, uh, there were some passive pickups that I actually thought if I did a blind test, I, I, I liked them better. Yeah. And, and I'm forgetting the name of those now too. Well, the ones I've been curious about are the lace ones, which are the, they're weird looking passive yeah. pickups, but they're like high output. Yeah. Uh, Demarzios, completely... that's the ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, it's going to be a couple humbuckers and the Demarzio humbuckers sounded so good. Hmm. Uh, they had something about them. The Fishmen are nice though, because you have multiple sounds per pickup with the combinations of both pickups. So there's like all kinds of tone options. Are you doing like a split knob? Yeah, yeah. Both pickups can split, and they and then they have like three different tones each that you can switch from, and they're pretty high tech, you know. That's but, cool. Yeah, and they they don't use the typical magnet like you would expect, so it's um, it's a redesign of pickup of how pickups have been made, and it's different than it has been in fifty years, you know. Huh. Yeah, that's the thing about the lace. And that's why I was so curious about those. I don't know anybody uses them, but I've heard them and I've seen them and they, they don't look like normal pickups and they don't sound like normal pickups, but they're. Yeah. Like, you know, Tosin and Bossy and uh, Greg Coke are a couple notables. If you go Googling around, Greg Coke is an amazing guitar player, you know, and so is Tosin and Bossy. But the, 
if you go Googling around or looking on YouTube for those guys for Fishman pickups, there's a bunch of videos. Cool. Yeah, the ones I have are ceramic magnet Wilkinsons that I like. Oh, okay. They're not known for their pickups necessarily. They're known for more like bridges and right. tuners and stuff. But um, yeah, they do make they do. Make I had pickups. a Wilkinson bridge. I had it on a. Uh, I had it on a guitar I won. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I won it in a contest. I has since sold it, but mm. uh, it was a Dan Electro with a Wilkinson bridge. Oh, okay, that's cool. It was a really cool guitar, but it wasn't anything that I really needed. I was like, I think I'm going to turn this into studio equipment. So I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a pretty good collection of guitars there, actually, don't you? It's not bad. It, it'll be better tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or when that one gets finished. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple jazz guitars, and I've got a, a Strat and a Tele, and uh, I've got a Ibanez Sabre. I've had them all for a long time. I, I don't really have new guitars, so it's going to be nice to get some, uh, you know, a new piece of guitar hardware in the uh, in my hands. Uh, it uh, I've never had a seven string before. I've never played a multi scale fretboard before. So this is all about just trying to do the same, put it together, and have fun with it, and experience something new, and and see how it goes uh, uh, playing a seven string. I'm told that on multi-scale and fan frets that initially it's just kind of awkward. Within about five, 10 minutes, you kind of just forget about the fact that they're fan frets and they're ergonomic, you know? So depending on where you're playing on the neck and that those angles of the frets work well with the angle of your hands, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing how that feels and hopefully I like it. Yeah, that's cool. I've I've seen them. I've seen pictures of them, but I've never actually um, seen one in person or held one. So yeah, I'm curious to hear how that uh, plays out, as it were. But yeah, I kind of just kind of <laughs> wanted to get it. I was like, I want a I want a guitar that's really like totally set up and designed for fusion and you know on rock kind of fusion thing, and uh, which I somewhat have a little bit of that in the Ibanez Saber, you know, but. As it's approaching thirty years old now, oh wow! It uh, it's going to need to go on the bench soon for new frets and hmm. maybe pickups and stuff like that too. And it's I love the neck on that thing. It's it's really really flat. I don't know what it is. It's maybe like a um, a twenty inch radius or something like that. Um, very flat and very narrow. It's it's not a deep or thick neck at all. And it's probably one of the favorite necks I've ever had. It's it's really nice. It's so much different than like a Stratocaster or something like that. Yeah, I feel like Ibanez are kind of known for their their fast necks. Yeah. That's why they were so heavily played in the late 80s, early 90s by shred metal guitarists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not on the market for a new guitar. I, I'm at the point where I'm feeling like I need to really just kind of return and play the guitars that I have. Um, I've kind of been away from, I've taken a break from them for a little bit. Yeah. Working on other stuff. Yeah. I've, well, obviously I, I was shopping studio monitors today. Right. Good Lord. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what I want. I don't really, you know, five inch or less woofer on a monitor. I'm actually considering maybe the Aventones, which we've talked about before, or the Oratones. 
but you were looking at getting like like big not near fields like these are your yeah from my main up right no uh, yeah these are just my small desktop ones and which i i use those for a secondary listening platform so mastering and oftentimes i start out mastering on those because I'm, uh can focus into the mids and the body of the of the song, and then I'll take it out to my mains, where I can focus on the highs and lows more, and so the meat and bones of the of the track I'll often work on on the studio monitors first, and then take it out and refine it. Right. Well, it's hard to beat these Cali's. They're yeah, the IN fives. I was looking at those today and. You know, something along that line. The uh, maybe the and considering like the Genelec, the eighty tens, the smallest ones they have. There's uh, yeah, something along that lines. I don't want to any bigger than like the eights are way too big. You know, those would be in the way. I don't need that. So I'm just looking for something on the desktop that's going to be for. I use them a lot for like confidence listening too. Sure. It's just another set of speakers to listen on, but it's not, they're not my primaries. So it's, it's not where I want to put. Yeah. I think five and six is a sweet spot. I I think eight, once you get to eight, you're not really, they're not really near fields anymore. I mean, I could, I got the room to put eights in here, but I don't need them, you know, because if I may as well just listen on my mains, you know, and there's some smaller JBLs, the pro series that are priced really reasonably that, have been getting good reviews so maybe something like that huh. there's so many options and but they're also expensive there's always we'll the krks see. yeah you know i'm not a fan i don't know maybe it's my own i, I hear different things yeah <laughs> some people love them that's all yeah. i have to say <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about that you know the the focal 40s the small ones People like the Adams. People like the Focals. Yeah, the Adams. Um, Warren, Warren, you know, to be honest with you, if I, whenever I go looking at Adams, I'm Focal. like, oh, I should just get the Callies if I'm, you know, if I'm going to get Adams, I may as well get Cat, you know, for yeah. the price. Right, right. I don't know. Uh, Den Audio is another one. They've got the uh, the Lid or Lyd series, and their smaller one there is really nice. Mm, I don't know those. Yeah, yeah anyway. I kind of stopped paying attention once I got once I got mine. I I stopped shopping, obviously. So yeah. I never stop shopping. <laughs> I know you got a candy collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got candy. I, I, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, sh- I don't know. I'm not going to go where I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I want candy. So let's see what else is new, man. Um, how's social going? How's social going? That's... Um, I don't know. I was kind of sort of taking a break from it because, like I said, I mean, I was on vacation. So I, you know, my, I didn't do DIY music chat last week. I did do, I actually did freelance chat. That's a great chat on Twitter. Freelance chat. It's on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific. And uh, you can learn a lot of stuff about entrepreneurism, solopreneurism, um, freelancing. It's a, it's a really positive group of people. A lot of, a lot of uh, writers, <laughs> a lot of copywriters uh, in, in that group, but smart people. Um, yeah, now, you know, I've noticed 
in the last few days that you have uh, started doing some video on social. On I saw you on Facebook and on Instagram doing some quick video um, stuff. Is that new? Is that something you're running up the flagpole? It It is new. I have decided to establish a TikTok presence. Is that what it is? Yes. I have definitely thought about that and decided I don't have time for that. Well, you know, <laughs> not right now. It's I could have done this on Instagram probably, but TikTok just it uh it's really easy. Yeah. So, and I like that because I didn't want to do something that takes a bunch of time and production effort and stuff like that. This is like point my phone at me or whatever and talk or do whatever. You know, it's awkward. I, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully I get, I get a little better at it and stuff like that. But I, I thought I'd just do some stuff that hopefully, you know, is something of use for someone else. Yeah. I'm going to show some shorts on, on mastering. Don't, don't show your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Briefs or boxers, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, and just... uh show people how I do some things and what kind of stuff I'm doing it on. And uh, I've had That's some cool. people and that, that kind of stems from some people who kind of contacted me wanting to know more about the mastering process and stuff like that. And yeah. And so I was like, well, tell you what, teach me about TikTok, and I'll teach you about mastering stuff on TikTok." Oh, funny. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, I got a couple uh, uh tips and tricks on TikTok. Well, so I, I will say that, it does seem like you can make a TikTok and then share it multiple places, so you can kind of get more mileage out of. Oh yeah, I mean it's post. like actually easier than anywhere else, and the shares are a lot nicer than Instagram. It's one of the things I don't like. You share oh. from Instagram, and it's like you share a link to Instagram post, you know, and right? Which, yeah, you know, and on TikTok, it's you get the video, you get to share it around. You can, you know, if I shared a, if I shared an Instagram from TikTok, I'm it's, it actually shares the video, you know, as you saw. And right. not a link to TikTok. And um, and that's, I like that. That's a lot better feature, in my opinion, than what. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that your hair was so long and curly. No? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. Well, COVID, I haven't had a haircut in a year. And I decided just, I'm not going to get a haircut. So we'll just <laughs> see how far this goes. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. It's definitely not like your uh, your Zoom picture that I see every week. <laughs> no, I reserve the right to cut it if I have to for an important meeting or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, pretty soon you'll be able to pull it back and put it in a ponytail. Yeah, it, it's actually uh, almost, uh, well, the back I can definitely get in a ponytail now. The front's not quite there. You know, like a hair tie in combination with one of those little springy things that hold your hair down. They're kind of all the, my, my son got me one. He's like, hey, they, everybody's wearing these now. A headband? What it, yes, it was. It's actually just a piece of wire, a little spring wire, and it's oh. got, and you just put it on. It's got, you know, and it look like a little has a little shape on it, you know, like zigzags, okay. and you just slide it up, and it, hold, <laughs> it holds your hair down, pull your hair back. I, I and, am not uh, familiar. So Sounds it's like a like nice a tra transition piece of hardware to hold the front down until it gets long enough to get tied back in the hair tie. Okay, works good. That's cool. <laughs> But I wake up like with Einstein head every morning now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My last one of my last social posts was my beach hair. 
because when I go in the ocean, my hair gets so curly. It goes from straight to curly in like <laughs> a minute flat. It's kind of funny, especially if it's long, which it is ish. But um, yeah, missing the ocean already. It was a trip. I mean, because I, I more or less grew up in the San Diego area. So going down, visiting L.A., spending some time at the beach was uh, was very nice. Yeah, I really liked that area. Uh, I enjoyed the beach. The water's still too cold for me, though, man. It's warmer than Tahoe water, and that's the only water we've been in in the last few years. Yeah, so I'm kind of a, a Gulf Coast person, you know, but um, oh, okay, because I, I like the my water a little warmer than the than the Pacific, and definitely warmer than the Atlantic. Yeah, but it's July. I mean, it's it was it was it was enough. It's still it was, 58 freaking degrees, man. Uh, you know, I <laughs> maybe know how, 60. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't anywhere near 65, but it was. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the waves were strong. I mean, when you have to wear a bodysuit to go surfing in the summertime, it's the water's cold. I agree. <laughs> and all the surfers did seem to have, you know, their spring suits on, but I didn't feel like the water was that cold. Yeah. But then again, like I said, I guess maybe if you grew up in that area, you know, you'd be tougher than what I am. Well, I'm just thinking that for them, who go out there all the time, maybe the water was cold. For me, who was used to snow melt Tahoe, it felt pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tahoe too. That was that was the uh, bumpiest flight coming in to Reno Lake Tahoe, right over the mountains, and they dropped down into the oh, airport. Sure. You ever made that flight? No, never flown. It's a, it's a three hour drive to Tahoe for us. Oh man. I've that... never flown. I can only imagine. That one that that made me pucker more than any flight I've ever been on. <laughs> I can only imagine because those mountains are steep. <laughs> that drive from Trek I mean, we, to we must have had hard. like we, you know drop like a hundred, two hundred feet, you know, and then back up and come over the mountains and and then it was like a rapid descent to get down to, you know, down to altitude for landing and man, it was crazy. Yeah, I'll bet that's an interesting area. But I do like that area. Yeah, it's it's fun. Actually, at one time I um, got to tour the uh, there's an Amazon facility there. Oh, and got to tour in and, Reno and see their uh, yeah yeah in Reno, just outside of, and got to at the time anyway. It's a long time ago, and they were just starting with like the computerized and uh, robot shipping and and package handling systems and stuff at the time cool and what was but uh, the rest of the time was hanging out at the hotel and gambling and <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was there on business okay that must have been hotel? gosh that was a long time ago that was oh that was in like uh maybe around 2000 somewhere in that neighborhood oh okay <clears throat> yeah i can't i don't even know when i'll be back the last couple of times we were in that area, it was for um, it was for band competitions, like regional jazz band competitions for my kids. And naturally, they're they're not in that anymore. So we would stay at like Circus Circus with uh, a whole bunch of middle school or high school kids, <laughs> and uh, and you know I'd have to chaperone some. But you know, once they were off in the arcade. And the other chaperones could go have some margaritas, yeah, <laughs> and some steaks, and and hang out, and it was pretty chill. 
interesting place. I did not shoot anybody just to watch them die, but it was an interesting place. <laughs> well, yep, I've been there and I've uh, and Vegas. I've been to Vegas one time, so I don't I don't get out much, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I spent an hour in Vegas. That's the only time I've ever been. Oh, there. really? I spent like three or four days there. I think. Oh, okay. That was like conferences and stuff. It was fun. I was there for an hour and I ate at the buffet and I won fifty dollars and quarters at a slot machine and that was my Vegas experience. Nice. <laughs> I spent twenty, lost it, and but I had some of the best Indian food I have ever had there on the strip. Oh, it was really nice. Good. Then went and saw that uh, that fountain display. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what hotel that's at, but that was really the Mirage. Good. Is that at yeah? The I think maybe that's it. It was really cool. I did see that too. Did not see the White Tigers. Another interesting place. Yeah, I didn't see that either. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's it's cool that things are kind of opening up a bit and people are traveling again. Uh, oh, this yeah. was our first family vacation in, since 2019, so we kind of spent more than we could afford, but it was worth it. Yeah, just waiting to see how this all pans out. But you know, it's, I, mean, I, I guess to get it, I don't know what to what to trust. Do I trust the vaccination? I mean, I've, I've, I've had the flu vaccination before and I got the flu, you know, so right. it's, I don't know. But um, I guess there's a peace of mind and you know, the places, places are opening back up and that's a good thing. And, and uh, just hopefully there won't be some bad turn of events as a result of it. But, you know, just keeping my fingers crossed that everybody stays healthy. Yeah, my take on it is that Pandora's box is open. I don't think they're going to make people lock down again because people have been waiting too long to get out. People are still wearing masks when they need to. Everybody else is vaccinated, and everybody who's not is either going to get it or be, uh, you know, what they're calling now community immunity is going to save some people. But people with people with the vaccination are going to get mild cases, and it's just going to become the same thing that happened in 1918. It's just going to become another seasonal flu. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all I got, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, we didn't really have a topic. We just needed to catch up because it's been a while and uh, just wanted to see what is going on. Yeah, yeah just trying worlds. to get back in a rhythm now. And I got to try and get over the, uh, that, the horrendous fact that we missed an episode. <laughs> Self-flagellation for <laughs> missing a, a week. You know, well, it's kind of like the broken window syndrome. I think that our three listeners will forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> we can win them back one at a time. If we have to. Yeah. Well, Jack, Stacy, and Rob, we really appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Baskets of muffins are on their way to your houses right now as we speak. <laughs> yeah. So let's keep it small because we can keep. Sending out those baskets of muffins as long as we don't get too many listeners. You know? That's right. <laughs> well, Jack, Stacy, and Rob, please like and subscribe and uh, write us a review on iTunes. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Oh, too funny. <laughs> well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>